Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield. Hope everyone's had a wonderful week, getting ready for the weekend here. Don't longer have lots of your co-workers bitch about their sad, miserable lives. You don't have to worry about getting up in the morning. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. It's Friday. Let's have a great day. Gonna hit a couple news segments that start out the show. Do a little NBA preview. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Love hate segment, and then go through top ten college games, where I'm putting my money at this weekend, and then my five favorite NFL games as well to follow that. Same thing, putting telling you where I'm putting my money, what I like about it, what what intrigues my interest, what turns me on. You know, I'm currently watching this Ravens versus Bucks game. It's going going all right, picking up a lot here in the second half, I guess, right here at the start of the fourth, but nothing too crazy going on. Gosh, I always do that. Taking this new medicine, it makes me burp like crazy. But Tom looks like he's continuing to struggle. There was a report that came out today that apparently Giselle gave him an ultimatum about either playing football or being with the family. He chose the family. Um, basically saying, well, he didn't choose the family. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Got my words mixed up. Basically saying that he needs to either retire or she's leaving him. No one really knows when this came out. Could have came out when the news first broke that he was coming back. That I mean, could have been yesterday. Could have been three months ago. Could have been any any point in time over the past year. But I would be very surprised if Tom doesn't hang it up. Because if he really loves his wife and he loves his kids, he, he would, I guess. I mean, Giselle basically said either family or football and he chose football. So... I'd be very surprised, but I think it's time for Tom to retire anyways. He's not looking as good. I think his, his head's out of it. He's he's not the same Tom Brady that he was even last year tearing it up. He's he's looking old. He's making mistakes. He just looks like he doesn't necessarily want to be there. And that, that happens when you get all those rumors rolling out and about in the world. So not surprised at that at all. Hope the best for him. But sticking with a little bit of NFL news, Chiefs traded for uh, Kadarius Tony from the Giants. Pretty good trade. I mean, he's going to be, he's was a weapon for Florida in college, so I'd be surprised if he didn't keep that up. But another weapon to add to the Chiefs repertoire, arsenal, or whatever you want to call it. But Robert Quinn also got traded from the Bears to the Eagles, making the Eagles have an absolute disgusting defensive front. I mean, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, What's his name? Robert Quinn. I mean, there's already some big guys up front. They're just adding more talent to it. Their linebacker core is already stacked. Their defense, their secondary is already loaded. The Eagles are literally going all in this year, and I just fucking I love to see it. There's, they'll probably make it to the Super Bowl, but I doubt they win because I don't think they're that good of a team. But I had to take a little bit of a drink there. I'm sorry. I had to. I'm absolutely freaking parched. Steve Nash got ejected and threw a huge fit about it. I saw he was he was throwing shit. He was screaming. He was saying, what the fuck? All, all sorts of stuff. You love to see it. The We're already four games in, and the NBA season's already kicking off how you would like it to. Phillies and Astros, game one will be this evening. I'm picking the Phillies to win. I, I don't think that they will, but I'd like to see them win because I've, I've always liked Bryce Harper. I'd love to see the city of Philadelphia get another chip. Dude, that place would be insane they're already celebrating like crazy after they won the freaking nlcs so 
root for the Phillies, but I would be very surprised if the Astros don't pull this one out. There's just too much, too much in the pitching rotation, too much in the batting rotation. There's just there's too much to stop at once. So, Katy Perry, I don't know if you saw this or not. Katy Perry had a malfunction uh, with her eye on stage, making her look like a robot, basically. And every conspiracy theorist that has been right about the election and everything else is just continuously getting to be proven right because it's obvious celebrities are robots and we can't do nothing to stop it. They're they're lizard people robots and they're out here to kill us and preach about Satanism. That's just point blank period end of the story right there. So that's Hollywood for you. You hate to see it, but you love to see it at the same time. Now I'm going to give out a couple NBA picks for the season, you know, a little NBA preview. We'll probably talk about NBA throughout as it goes on. I don't really see the point in doing like a huge breakdown, but my favorites – Two out of the East, two out of the West. I love the Bucks this year. They're going to be healthy with Chris Middleton, hopefully all season. I think that's what cost them the loss to Celtics in the playoffs. I think they, I think Celtics might have still won that because they were just on an absolute tear. But Milwaukee was really good. They gave them a challenge, and with Chris in the lineup, it could have been could have been different. Could have won either way. And my other favorite has to be the Celtics, fresh off of making the finals. But yes, there's been all that turmoil with. Emi Yudoko about his affair and all sorts of stuff like that. But I really like the Celtics team. Damn near everyone's back. They got better at positions. I'd be surprised if the Celtics don't make it back there. They're they're my pick this year to win it all. Ba- hang, hang the banner. Banner 18's coming. Two favorites out west has to be the Warriors. I mean, they did it last year. They can do it again. They have the talent. They have the roster. They're back with a lot of the same people in place. So I'd be very surprised. If they don't finish out with a top three seed and have a real shot at making the NBA Finals and probably winning it again. My other favorite out West has to be the Nuggets. I love Nikola Jokic. Finally, Jamal Murray's healthy. Finally, Michael Porter Jr.'s healthy. And I think we're going to see a huge production lift. I mean, yes, Jokic's been the MVP the past two years, but when you get a little bit of help, you're not gonna, you don't have to do, you have to do all that extra shit. You have other people that can create for you. You have other guys that draw attention it's not just you all the time you know so that's that's i think a huge plus for the nuggets i mean they went to the western conference finals in the bubble year and then everything kind of went downhill with injuries and whatnot but they're definitely a team that i think we have to look out for here i think they could even win it all honestly the joker is that fucking good a couple underdog teams that i think are kind of getting get rode off a little bit pelicans i mean absolute loaded fucking roster the amount of talented players they have on their team is insane. I, I cannot believe the amount of fucking just talented players they have. They're, from 1 to like 15, dude, they have tons of talent, tons of depth. I mean, they beat the Mavericks last night without probably their three best players, and they still won. Another team, speaking of the Mavericks, they're another team I have kind of as underdogs. I think, you know, everyone expects Luka to possibly do it at some point, but when you don't, have that second star it does make it very very difficult to be an nba champion you need two guys i mean it's been done throughout history you need two guys or you need four really solid dudes like the pistons had that's just that's just the layout of the nba anymore the nets i think they're another team that are considered underdogs in a sense i think you know same thing as you know they just get their the Nets and the Lakers get so much hate, and I think the Nets isn't necessarily always warranted. They have a lot of talent there. It's just they haven't really had the chance to gel with Kyrie's situation and stuff. But I think the Net. I mean, you can't ever count KD out. Everyone, you can say what you want about him, but the guy is still one of the top five best basketball players in the world right now. 
what he's able to do is fucking unreal. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets figured out a way to win the NBA Finals this year. They could do it. A couple dark horse teams that I think could, you know, sneak in through the playoffs and just get they, you know, injuries and stuff go their way. The Bulls are definitely a team that, you know, they could sneak in there. They have a ton of talent on the roster. There's a chance that, you know, if injuries and the ball falls their way on certain nights, they can they could make a finals appearance. Same thing kind of goes for the Heat. I mean, after 2020, they've kind of dwindled, and it's been evident. I don't think that they have the capability to beat the Celtics or the Bucks. They're just not. I mean, they were, I know they return mostly everybody, but I just don't. I don't think it's the right, the right fit, and especially with PJ Tucker being gone now too. Not having those two dogs on defense with him and Butler, I think they're going to see a, a huge, a huge hole that needs to be filled there. The Knicks too, I think, are a team that you know can make a far playoff run. Especially, I don't think necessarily a finals run they have they have a ton of talent but it just has to gel and work and mesh in the right way but i think there's some their team to watch out for same goes for the hawks trey young Dejounte murray i'm excited about the young backcourt but they're gonna have to make another another huge run another huge shot at a title we'll see what happens with that but i'd be very surprised if if they got to the finals same goes for the raptors the raptors i think they lack just they're kind of like how the pistons where they have a ton of really solid Dudes, a lot of solid players, but they don't they don't have that one star, and I, it doesn't work at the landscape that the NBA is at right now. It's a lot of duos, a lot of a couple trios, you know, and a couple just uno momentos. But the Raptors, I don't think, have the talent to win an NBA championship. They have the talent to definitely compete for the Eastern Conference title. I would say though, Clippers, same thing. We'll see. I mean, it's if Kawhi is Kawhi still then yeah, these guys win easily. No doubt about it. They come back, they make a shot at the they could be, you know, a team that competes for a top three seed out in the West and has a really legit chance. Just depends on how what's what they get out of Kawhi at the end of the day, what Kawhi can do. Kawhi is arguably a top five player in the NBA. He's just dealt with a lot of injuries, lack of effort, some would say. But I think the Clippers are definitely a team to watch out for. Same thing kinda goes for the Grizzlies, you know. They have a ton of talent. They couldn't beat the Warriors last year. They just the matchup was horrible for them. They get the right matchups this year. Could be deadly. I mean, same thing goes for the Trailblazers, Suns, and Timberwolves. All three of them, if they get the right matchup, I think they can be very successful. But basically, the right matchup is not having to play the Warriors. I think there's only really... The Nuggets and the Clippers are probably the only two teams that could beat the Warriors in the playoffs, possibly. My picks for MVP this year has between Giannis, Luka, or Jason Tatum. I think I think I think Jason Tatum could honestly win it this year. I think if he has that good of a year and the Celtics just dominate all year long, he'd win MVP. Rookie of the year, I it's probably gonna end up being Paulo. He's looked really good this jump out already. I think he's is a huge physical presence and I think his the way that he plays basketball is gonna work very well in the NBA. Now for the bad teams, obviously the seventy sixers, they're own one and three or oh and four or whatever. They suck, they're horrible. Lakers are 0-4. They suck. They're horrible. The Jazz have won a lot of games, but I think that... Well, I don't know. They could sneak into the playoffs. You never know. Spurs, bad team. They're looking good early, though. Magic, bad team. Pistons, I'd like to see some success out of them with the roster, and I think they got a lot of good draft picks in there. But, I don't know. The Pacers, they're a bad team. They have talent, but the East is pretty stacked this year. I think it's going to be hard for them to break in. The Kings are ass. The Thunder, ass. The Rockets, ass. And that's my NBA preview. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you uh, 
listen to these these takes that I have, and I hope that they work out in your favor. You know. Now time for my one love, one hate segment. I'm loving on Halloween. Halloween's Monday. I absolutely love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. I love everything about it. You know, the dressing up, the candy, especially candy. Look at me. I'm fat as fuck. I love candy. I just, I could eat a whole bag of candy in one sitting without being under the influence of drugs. That's how much I love candy, especially chocolate. But I love Halloween. Love Spooktober. Me and the wife are going to watch a bunch of scary movies tomorrow night. Maybe eat some snacks. You know, I just, everything about Halloween. The movies, the dressing up, the candy, it, everything about it. I absolutely love Halloween. Probably one of my top three favorite holidays right after Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's just how it be. What I'm hating on today and this week and forever and for the rest of my life is fucking Almond Joys. Absolutely hate them. There is no reason that almonds, coconut, and chocolate should be put together and taste like absolute wet dumpster diaper shit. They're fucking horrible. They're disgusting. The flavors don't mix. None of Nothing about it's good. It looks like a crusty old dog turd that's been sitting out in the yard for a couple weeks. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely hate them. I'll never eat Almond Joy ever again in my life. I think I had one when I was five and I decided, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm not a fucking weirdo, piece of shit, dog shit, looking, candy-eating motherfucker. And I decided that at a young age. And that's what Almond Joys are to me. So I'm sorry if I offended you, but that's just how I feel and that's just how it has to be. Now moving into my top 10 college games this week. Not too big of a slate, really. It's, I don't know. I'd say it's mediocre at best. It's really, there's a couple good games, not a whole lot. Nothing too crazy. First game out the gate has to be Ohio State, Penn State. Ranked matchup, but I, after seeing the way that Penn State performed against Michigan. I don't have a lot of faith in Penn State. I think Michigan is a really good team now. After they beat Penn, I don't know. I think Michigan's good. I think they're definitely in the upper echelon now. But I think Ohio State's way better than Michigan, and I think this is just a a dog, an absolute dogfight beating of Penn State. Like, it's going to be bad. I'm taking Ohio State minus 15.5. I usually stay away from those big spreads because they just they scare the fuck out of me, but... This is probably the one that I'm actually really confident in, and I think it's probably going to hit because Ohio State's offense is is just going to tear Penn State apart. If Michigan's going to do it, Ohio State's could easily do it, and if they don't, there might be they ne- they might not be as good as we think they are. Second game that I care about this week. Hold on, let me finish off this drink here. It has to be TCU West Virginia. TCU is still undefeated. Still cruising right along, you know, taking care of business. They're winning close, but they're winning. That's all that matters at the end of the day, as long as you're the team that wins. But I feel like this could be somewhat of a letdown spot for TCU. West Virginia hasn't been as good as people probably thought they were going to be this year, but they definitely have a lot of talent on offense. They can still they still have the ability to score the ball. I don't know who's going to win here. That's why I'm just sticking at the over 68.5. I think it hits. I know I was wrong about the West Virginia-Texas Tech one. But West Virginia is kind of an up and down. I think this is a game where they go way up, and they could even upset TCU. I don't think it would be an upset, though, because I think, no, the line's favored in TCU. Yeah, it's favored in TCU. Next game, Notre Dame-Syracuse. Big game for Syracuse. Fresh off a loss to to Clemson. Notre Dame is a, a decent team. They're looking a lot better right now, you know. So we'll see what happens with that. But this is a huge, a huge opportunity for Syracuse to you know be like okay if Clemson loses like we could still have 
a bid to get into the playoffs. I mean, long shot, far shot, but this is a huge game for Notre Dame as well. This is a game where they need to win. You know, it's it could show Notre Dame fans that there is actually some hope with Marcus Freeman and that they can win those bigger games and get the dubs when it matters the most, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm taking Syracuse minus two and a half. It's back. The game's in the Carrier Dome, fresh off a loss. I think I think Dan, Dino Babers is going to have the boys in orange ready to roll, and they're going to pull out the dub here. Oklahoma State, Kansas State, probably the biggest game of the year for both of these teams at, to this point. Oklahoma State loses. Big Ten Championship still would have possibility with two losses they could make it, but it'd be a far fetch. It wouldn't be far fetched, I guess. But their playoff hopes would be pretty much out the door. They lose another one, the hopes of them getting to the playoff are are long gone. And for Kansas State, their hope of making the Big Twelve Championship goes out the door. I don't. I think there's gonna be a team with two losses and one with one or none. But I don't think there's gonna be two, three loss teams that have a chance or anything like that, which would put Kansas State in that situation. So I don't. Well, no, I guess it'll only be their second conference loss, so they they would have a chance, I guess. So big game for both of them, though, to try to stay alive for the Big Twelve title game. But I'm taking Oklahoma State money line, Kansas State's favorite because they're at home. But I think Oklahoma State finds a way to win this one. Illinois, Nebraska, could decide the West type of game. You know, Illinois could keep proving and proving and winning games that they are supposed to at this point. You know, when you look at the way that they're playing, but. Dan, Nebraska can't lose. I mean, they want to find some glimmer of hope. This would be a good spot. If they want to have any hope of making the Big Ten Championship, they have to win this game or else they're, they're out the door. So I, I really I really like Illinois in this one, but at the same time, I don't. I, I could see Nebraska winning. It's at home, kind of a big game for them. I'm just going to take the over at 50.5. It seems high, but I feel like there's actually going to be some points had in this game. Cincinnati, UCF, um, one, probably the biggest game for the AAC this year. Um, big game for both teams. You know, Cincinnati, you know, they'd love to see another 11-1 and type season, 12-1 and type season. They have they have that capability right now, so we'll see what they can do. UCF is favored, I think, partially due to John Rice Plumlee's their quarterback, and they've torn it up on offense this year. But I think this is a game that Luke Fickle wins. You know, he's got a well-coached ball, ball team, so... Cincinnati money lines to pick there. Kentucky, Tennessee, big game, big offenses. Will Levis, I mean, this would be to me. I don't understand the early Will Levis is a top tier quarterback, like draft pick. You know, I don't, I don't see that personally. So I think this is a game where if he can come in, take over, dominate the game, and show, you know, beat a really, really good Tennessee opponent, I think that it would show that. Oh, to me, especially that he is a top-tier NFL draft prospect. But Tennessee's been an absolute wagon. This is a big game for them, but could it be a look-ahead spot? You know, they have Georgia next week, who's obviously the tougher opponent. Everyone knows that. Don't take it personal, Kentucky fans. I'm just going to take the over here at 61.5, probably throw Kentucky into the Pray for Chaos parlay and hope for the best. You know, that's all you can do. Another team. That I'm going to throw in the Prairie for Chaos Parlay, more likely. Just for shit and giggles in case it happens. Michigan State, Michigan. Michigan State obviously beat them last year. Michigan State does not look as good this year as they did last year. Everyone knows that. Michigan's looking good. They're rolling. It is a rivalry game, though. 
games like these, both teams always, always, always show up. Without a doubt. Every time, they always just show up. I'm taking Michigan State plus 23.5. Probably throw them in the Pray for Chaos parlay and call it a day. Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Shambles versus frauds. I mean, frauds versus shambles. Texas A&M already has punters hitting the transfer portal. Selling tickets for $2 a piece to come to the game. Just absolute, absolute travesty. Ole Miss probably wins this one easily, though. I, th- I know that I was calling them frauds, and I don't think they're as good as a number seven ranking in the country. Still a good team. Still have a chance to win the SEC West. I think they're going to be come out inspired. Lane Kiffin's going to tear up Jimbo just for fun, just for shits and gigs. So Ole Miss minus two and a half for me on that one. Last college game that I that tickles my pickle, Pitt versus UNC. UNC is trying to make a run at the college football playoff. I talked about it on Tuesday's show. Put it up. Put that graphic up. If you didn't see it, go check it out. If you love college football, go check it out. UNC's defense is horrible. Everyone knows that. Their offense is absolutely tremendous. Drake May is probably going to be a number one draft pick in the year 2024. The kid's a stud. The offense is fucking electric. I love North Carolina. Always have. Always will. North Carolina wins this one easy, minus three and a half. But I do worry about them because their defense. But I hope that this is a game they can win because I want to see them make a run at the college football playoff because that would be fucking awesome. 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 Holy Jesus. Favorite five NFL games of the week. Panthers versus Falcons basically decide first place of the NFC South as we're sitting here watching the Buccaneers lose as we speak. And the Falcons are going to win it. I just, they're cooking with fucking fire and gas and whatever this expression is. Falcons minus four and a half for me in that one. I'm starting to have a lot of faith in Arthur Smith, man. Imagine if he gets himself a quarterback and another weapon or two on offense. Holy shit. But they're also a run first team. I've, you know, I mean, that's what Arthur Smith was doing when he was in Tennessee. So, same type of shit. Patriots, Jets, Max sucks, and the Jets are trending in the right direction. And somehow, Vegas odd makers decided it was best to put the spread in the favor of the Patriots. Like, Mac Jones was going to show up and be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady when he's really just fucking Chase Daniel, just a little bit skinnier. Jets, Moneyline is the fucking pick on that one because Bill Belichick doesn't know that he needs to just have Billy Zappi as a starting quarterback. That would fix all of his fucking problems. Point blank period, end of story. I know I say that a lot, but that's the expression I like to use because it's so true. Commanders, Colts, Taylor Heineke starting. Hell fucking yeah, he's tearing it up per Taylor Heineke. That's just what he do. He's just like, he's just, he is him. He's got that dog in him. And Sam Ellinger is getting his first career start. I don't know if it's his first career start, but it's definitely his first career start, I believe. I don't know. But somehow the Colts are favored in this one. I don't know what we're going to see out of Sam Ellinger, but I know what we're going to see out of Taylor Heineke, and that's W's all around. So, once again, Commander's money line is the pick, baby. 49ers, Rams, huge game within the NFC West, huge game within the NFC. The NFC Conference Championship game, I think this is already the second time these guys are playing. Yeah, and then the, I don't even know. Yeah, whatever. 49ers minus one and a half. That's what I'm taking. I think the offense is going to come out cooking start off this week just because Christian McCaffrey got another another full week under his belt in it, and he's going to tear it up. That's any time touchdown bet right there. Take it, Christian McCaffrey. Put your house on it. Giant Seahawks, the last game that I give a shit about in the NFL, the league that's always boring when I don't want it to be, but always is. 
Giants, Seahawks, not a game we would have thought coming in at the beginning of the season that would be so important. But the Seahawks have a winning record. The Giants have only lost one game. Absolute fucking going to be a brutal matchup. Both teams are just going to beat the ever-living dog piss out of each other, I feel like. But I'm taking Giants money line. I feel like Vegas is still just going to keep on fading the Giants, but I think somehow they're going to keep finding a way to win. And you ain't going to be able to stop. Brian Dayball is here to fucking stay, baby. But that's today's show. I love you. Thank you for sticking around and listening. Thank you for like, sharing, and subscribing like you should. And please send it to somebody that's so dear to your heart. The next person that you see at the line and somewhere at the DMV or getting food or at the grocery store, just say, hey, listen to the Riley Rayfield show. That's all that I need from you. But for now, your boy Titties is out. I love you. Have a blessed weekend. Your boy Titties is out. I got to say it again. Your boy Titties is out. Like, share, subscribe.